What's good? What's good? This your boy B L A W K A. And I'm always sitting in Lynchburg City. Nice day today. Was humid. Started off a bit dreary, but as the day went, I swear it started to get beautiful. Humidity was up there, but yo, it's okay now. But uh, I want to ask everybody, how did y'all enjoy your first celebration of Juneteenth? I know that I know I enjoyed mine. The one thing I was not expecting was fireworks. And man, it seemed like no soon as it touched darkness, it, I mean, the sky just lit up. All you heard was fireworks of all kinds. You definitely heard some gunshots. I heard everything from an AR-15 to like a 22. And uh, it was beautiful, man. I, 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 got, I must say I look forward to Juneteenth the rest of my days. I will say that. Uh, happy belated Father's Day to all of the fathers out there. Today is Monday. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. Um, I did uh, I smoked some meat. So basically I smoked uh, some ribs and some burgers, some lamb, and some uh, shrimp. Yeah. So I had smoked all of that yesterday. It turned out to be pretty good. Everybody ate. Uh, my kids, man, Jesus Christ, love them to death. They got me some really good uh, Father's Day gifts. And uh, due to the holdup with uh, Amazon, I still got a couple more gifts for my kids to go. But uh, so far, uh, I've received Jordans, uh, a Michael Jordan handbag, uh, a desk for my podcast when I started back doing it from my basement on a regular basis and uh, I'm also getting a couple of other items that should be in the mail sometimes this week I'm also getting a couple t-shirts or something from my sister as well so I'm excited to see all of this kind of stuff I thank everybody for the Father's Day shout out love and support and now to today's topics man uh I'm quite sure by now everybody has heard you know, the whole situation, what happened with Bubba Wallace from NASCAR, uh, with the noose being in the garage. And for those who are not familiar with uh, NASCAR or Bubba Wallace to that degree, Bubba Wallace is the only black guy that they have driving NASCAR on a four-time circuit. And uh, he's a pretty good driver. And so at, since uh, the whole... You know, killings of unarmed black men and uh, Ahmaud Aubrey and things of that nature. The country has been protesting and protesting to some degree. You know, some that are older than me say it's bigger than the civil rights movement. Well, uh, Bubba Wallace, as I said, is a uh, race car driver for NASCAR. And just recently, a couple weeks ago, NASCAR decided to do away with the Confederate flag at its... Uh, track events it is racing events and so of course you know you know some rebels were going to have some something to say some backlash whatever and uh this one particular rebel was uh a race car driver by the name of ray sick ray sir caretti if i'm correct and uh ray says that because NASCAR, nascar is going in this direction he is going to retire at the end of the 2020 season and I'm like, buddy, why even wait that long? You haven't raced none this year. So I decided to do a little bit of homework on Ray. And comes to find out that Ray has only raced 18 times in four years. Now, 
Ray races for a completely different type. He races with a completely t different type of vehicle. Uh, he, he's in what they call the truck series. And uh, he's been in the truck series circuit, as I said, for four years, 18 races, no victories, one top 10 finish. He came in ninth place. That was last year. And that was at the, uh, the track in Michigan, if I'm correct. So, you know, he showed his true colors and, and just, you know, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be racist or anything like that, but just off of his name, he sounds like he happens to be Italian. The last I checked, Italians were a minority in this country as well. The last I checked, you know, minorities, uh, they didn't have it bad to the extent of us black people, but they've had it bad to some degree in this uh United States as well. So to see, you know, <laughs> a half white or half white and Italian or whatever the case may be, you know, this guy go on a little rant about it and you haven't even done anything in NASCAR or, or, or the truck series. As a matter of fact, I guarantee you outside of the truck series, nobody knows who the fuck Ray Circarelli is. So, you know, now your name is floating around because of your racist remarks. And back to the, the old Bubba Wallace situation, you know, somebody felt the need to put a noose in his garage. Now, you know, ironically, he drives the car 43. He races for Richard Petty. You know what I mean? And, 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 and uh, it was just sad to see. Excuse me when I'm drinking some juice here. So if y'all hear me pause out a little bit, that's pretty much what it is. But uh, yeah, so he... He, you know, I don't know who in the garage found it, but, you know, NASCAR wasn't happy about it, rightfully so. They're doing an investigation. I can't wait to find out exactly who the person was. But the one thing I do want to inform people that they're only allowing up to 5,000 people per NASCAR race at this point in time. Uh, the race that Bubba Wallace was going to race in actually started yesterday, but it rained out. So the race began, if I'm correct, today at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, one thing I would like to say is that because there's only 5,000 fans that are letting in, they're not letting people really like take pictures and get up close with the drivers or anything like that. The only contact the drivers are actually having with uh, is, is, is basically their crew chiefs and the, the pit crew, and that's it. And a lot of, you know, and the driver is in the car, so it's not like he has to touch any of those people as well. So they're not letting them take pictures or anything like that. The point I'm trying to make is that at first I was thinking some bullshit ass redneck fan snuck into there and was able to put that noose in there. Then I was like, you know what? Nah, nah, that, that's too hard to do it that way. This was an inside job, folks. Somebody on Bubba Wallace's team put that noose in his fucking garage. And if there's an eye in the sky like there normally is everywhere else, anytime there's a crime being committed in today's society, uh, there's going to be some footage if there was any type of eyes in the sky that's going to show exactly who put that noose in there. Now, if you can find a white woman that's dressed in all black with her face covered up in, in Atlanta, Georgia, and found out that she's the one who set the Burger King on fire out of all them people that was there. 
they narrowed it down to her. If y'all can find her and her face is covered, then I'm quite sure y'all can find this racist son of a bitch who decided to put a noose in Bubba Wallace's uh, locker. I'm sorry, garage. Now, I'm not sure if uh, I, I, I would like, I would hope Bubba would win today just to make a statement. But it's just crazy because ironic, before this even happened, just Saturday night, I was watching by accident a documentary not documentaries because I watched them on I watched them purposely but this particular documentary was based upon a uh, a, a black uh, race car driver who had been back blackball from open wheel, open wheel racing NASCAR racing all types of uh, racing due to you know the color of his skin his last name is is ribs and for any you know real race fan out there, you guys probably know exactly who I'm talking about. And uh, he was damn good. As a matter of fact, he was great. You know what I mean? And uh, I just found out earlier today, and I can't think of this guy's name. I just found this out earlier today. So you guys forgive me when it comes to not knowing the names. But apparently there was a, a black NASCAR race driver way before uh, Ritz. And uh, he had won a race down in Florida and NASCAR refused to acknowledge it. So he never received the trophy for it. And so as of late with the whole, uh, you know, with the, with the events that didn't happen in the past couple days with uh, the noose being in Bubba Wallace's uh, garage and NASCAR banning Confederate flags and things of that nature. And then with me watching the documentary called Uppity that's based upon a black man that was trying to break through NASCAR in the late 70s, 80s, and 90s, you know, I'm like, you know, well, now is the time, you know, to try and get that trip, that trophy, you know what I'm saying, get it in the, uh, the, the, the record books, you know, you know what I'm saying, he needs to be acknowledged for that. He won, so he needs to be acknowledged for that race. Systematic racism, uh, you guys, is, 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 is the worst racism that you could possibly encounter it's just the worst because it's done systematically and that's the crazy part about that shit man so the topics that I really really wanted to get into today uh, something is, is really going on with these rappers and either them being killed or they killing somebody and, you know, like if, if for anybody who listens to my podcast on the regular, I have spoke about this several times where there have been rappers who, was, who have gotten murdered, whether it was male or female rappers and, you know, rappers committing murders, allegedly, you know, what I mean, and uh, rapper Hurricane Chris was arrested for murder in Louisiana. Now, Louisiana, now, everybody remember Hurricane Chris. Uh, he was best known for his breakthrough 2000 single, A Bay Bay. And uh, he's been arrested for second-degree murder. Now, TMZ reports that the 31-year-old rapper whose real name is Christopher Dooley Jr. was arrested on Friday morning at a Texaco gas station in, Shri- in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. And Dooley allegedly shot and killed a man on Friday at around 1 a.m. local time, initially telling police that he shot the, un- the unnamed man multiple times in self-defense following an alleged struggle over his car. But surveillance footage showed otherwise. However, cops have claimed 
Now, the shooting victim suffered multiple gunshot wounds and later died at uh, Ochsner LSU Health Hospital. Authorities from the Shreveport Department have also alleged that the car Chris was driving was stolen in Texas. Now, as of right now, it is not clear that there was a motive behind the shooting or what exactly the surveillance footage shows. And see, that's like, you know, that's that's the shit I'm talking about right there. You know what I mean? Now, you got two different stories. What everybody must understand is that in, in today's society, you got that eye in the sky. That eye in the sky is going to see everything. It's going to see everything. You can change your clothes. You can change your story. You can do whatever the case may be. But the eye in the sky knows. And people have to be aware of that, man. But nevertheless, uh, he, he's going to... He, they, they, they got him for second-degree murder. He's definitely going to be looking at some time. Now, from the gas station, it uh, showed that... Uh, he, he he indicted he indicated that he did he didn't well I'm I'm sorry the gas station footage shows that he did not act in self-defense and that's the shit I'm talking about right there bro that's that's gonna be hard to prove in court I'm quite sure he's gonna have a pretty good lawyer but uh eh, that's gonna be a bit that's gonna be a tough point right there to uh you know prove that that it was self-defense my brother because what people must also understand is that let's okay let's say for the sake of saying like a lot of times when you pull that trigger one time and that person doesn't have a weapon that's pretty much you know if you pull it that one time whether it's lethal or non-lethal it's going to do enough damage that you don't have to worry about this person trying to retaliate, especially if it, it does damage in a manner that where it doesn't kill him, but it still hurts him. So, you know, so that's why I be like, man, sometimes these acts are just senseless and I don't want to go into the whole mentality of it because honestly, I don't know. But the one thing I am saying is that it's, it's just a fucked up situation. And while he hasn't released a full-length studio album since 09, album title Unleashed, Chris has uh, worked with the likes of The Game, Boosie Badass, Ty Dolla Sign, and Mike Jones. Among others, in uh, 2017, he released the most recent mixtape, a mixtape called King Kane. But ever since, he has uh, maintained relatively a low profile. Like, that's so. You, you're looking at second-degree murder. You can't do shit but maintain a low profile. If you're smart. And that's some real shit. And, and the sadness of the rappers, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop there. I'll give you one more. Rising Sacramento rapper Briss found dead of a gunshot wound. Now, emerging Sa- Sacramento rapper Briss was reportedly shot and killed on Sunday, June 21st. According to the Sacramento Bee, police were responding to reports of shots fired in the area of Franklin Boulevard and Fruit Ridge Road earlier Sunday morning. Officers and first responders discovered Briss suffering from a life-threatening gunshot wound, and he was later pronounced dead at the scene. No arrests have been made in his killing as of uh, publication time. Once again... A lot of times, these unsigned rappers, they still got one foot in the streets and one foot in the studio. You know what I mean? And and 
to some degree, I understand it, you know what I mean? Because until you're signed, you still got to eat. A lot of these cats, the shit that they writing about at that point in particular time, they living it. That's why the average rapper, and I don't really care who they are, but the average rapper, the reason why a lot of times their first album, when they when they are like legendary rappers and considered and drop bangers, the reason why that first album be so fucking nice is because them cats is still hungry. They don't have the million dollar contract or the million dollar advance money. They don't have the shows and the TV time. You know what I mean? It's almost like how people always say the college players in football hit harder than those in the pros. Well, if it seems that way, it's because them dudes, they trying to eat in college. So, yeah, they going, you know, I'm not, I don't think they hit harder than the pros. At the same time, I ain't never been hit uh, playing football on the collegiate or professional level. So, I don't know. But the one thing I do know is that your craft. Is, is, is a lot more deadly and legendary when that belly is empty. And once that belly is full, and you know what it is to eat filet mignon and Kobe beef and, you know, drop $500 on a plate that had nothing more than a french fry and half of a burger, you know, then your music starts to show it. You know what I'm saying? When you stop... You know, when you, your first album, a lot of times you rapping about cars that the average dude in the streets can relate to. You know what I mean? By the time you get to album number two, album number three, and that money that came in, now you're speaking about Austin Martins and Maybachs and all that kind of crazy shit. So a lot of these cats that are unsigned, they're living that life. They're still in the inner city. Like I said, with one foot and then the studio with one foot. And it's hard to tell somebody that's eating right now, even though it may be in a legal manner. And I'm not sitting here saying that uh, Briss was an illegal guy, you know, even because he wasn't signed. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that a lot of times this is the story of these unsigned rappers, just like it's the same fucking story of the rappers that got signed. For those who knew, Biggie Smalls was in the street before he started rapping. Pac was in the street before he started rapping. You know what I'm saying? And a list of others. Uh, 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 T.I. I mean, I could go on and on. Ghetto Boys, N.W.A. Cats. I could go on and on about rappers being in the street and in the studio. You know what I mean? And it's you know, and I I I, I thought that we were we had separated ourselves from that gangster rap era. You know what I mean? But I, I find the lyrics in, in a lot of songs that it's starting to make its comeback. You know what I'm saying? If that's what you want to call it. And a lot of these rappers, whether they are signed or unsigned, are starting to pay the price for this shit now, man. So, you know, it's 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 a tough world. Especially when you're rapping with one and 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 and, and you still got the underworld with the other, and then you bring them two worlds together. Well, that shit is like oil and water. It's not going to mix. And at some point in time, you're going to find out. And apparently, Briss did, yo. So, but, you know, God rest his soul. And my condolences go out to his family. But, yo, coming up on the Sixth Sense, man. Uh, I'm going to speak about rappers. I'm going to finish up about some rappers, man. I'm also going to speak about Amazon, drugs, and the DEA. I'll get into that. 
Also, Officer and George Floyd's case get called out while shopping. All that and much more. You're listening to your boy Blacker, and this is The Sixth Sense. So as I was saying, man, you know, the rappers and how everything is going crazy right now with all these murders and rappers getting killed or committing murders. Well, we got another one by the name of uh, Trey Savage. He's from Chief Keith's uh, GBE label. And he's dead at 26 years old, man. Now at 9.47 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, Trey's family tells TMZ that the entire Chief Globe gang family are extremely saddened about the loss of Kentray aka Trey Savage Young who was taken too early you know what I'm saying his first loves were always devoted to his fiance his kids his family and in music and regrettably we can't you know what I'm saying take back the actions done and by others but we are staying firmly behind the fact that Ken Trey uh, Young should be here today and continue his amazing contributions to society his friends and family and entertainment the family will continue to honor its legacy. Um, and and the guy uh, Trey from Chief Keith, and I listen to Chief Keith's music, man. And like once again, like I be saying, you know, like whether some of these cats are signed or unsigned, they are so caught up in the street life till it follows them everywhere. Now. I, one of the Chief Key songs that I like, man, uh, I can't think of the title of it, but here's the one thing I do know. If you're a Chief Key fan and you happen to find yourself in Jersey, and anybody that's a Chief Key fan, they know exactly what song I'm talking about. I can't think of the name, but they know exactly what song I'm talking about. If you ride through certain spots in Jersey, Jersey, especially North, uh, expect to get shot the fuck at. That's real talk. Expect to get shot at, yo. I've heard Patterson has gotten crazy now. So, we ride through Patterson playing that kind of shit. Because he's calling out certain cities and, and talking cash shit in his music. And he be talking a lot of shit in his music. And you gotta understand that, you know, and this shit, this shit is the same way in dancehall too in, in Jamaican music. Let me be 100% clear. Those artists are going through the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's self-inflicted. Sometimes it's not. But when you are an inner city, inner city kid and you trying to do the right thing, but at the same time, you can become a product of your environment. So that fine line gets is, is, is very fine. And, on, you know, only a few of them going to be able to walk that motherfucker without falling. But aside from that, though, um... So, yeah, Trey, he was killed on the south side of Chicago Friday morning around 11 a.m. He was struck in the shoulder and neck, and his car was hit, like, his car hit, like, three other vehicles, you know what I mean? Because he had got shot and shit, so he ping-ponging cars and shit, you know what I mean? And uh, he was only 26 years old, man, and that's the crazy part about it, like, that's just, man, that's just fucked up, man, to, to, to be that young and lose your life like that. You know, you know, I hate saying shit like I'm quite sure, but, you know, until somebody, until I've been proven wrong, I'm quite sure this shit was gang related. You know what I mean? People must understand gangbangers have been making rap music for a long time. Everybody that's a rapper is not a gangbanger, even if they have 
violent lyrics in their songs that 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 doesn't make them a gangbanger because at the end of the day uh any music that you're listening to for the most part the one thing they all have in common is that they're telling a story you know what i mean whether that story is fiction or non-fiction it's a story being told and you know some people have been led to believe that music can have you pick up a gun and kill somebody which me personally i i i i rebuke that 100 uh, percent a lot of people feel like violent video games can cause you to pick up a gun and kill a person i rebuke that 100 percent because i've been in both situations never felt the need to kill somebody and i know dozens of other people who have been in those type of situations and never never felt the need to kill anybody. So, but nevertheless, you know, uh, my condolences goes out to Trey Savage, Young's family, and uh, hopefully the perpetrator or perpetrators will be found and brought to justice. So remember when I was telling y'all guys about Amazon, drugs, DEA, all right? Oh, no. Nope, 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 nope. That's not what I was about to tell you guys. I was about to tell you guys, remember I said something about the cop who was shopping that was in the, one of the four cops that was in the George Floyd case. All right, so do you feel any remorse? Officer charged in killing of George Floyd confronted while buying groceries in Minnesota. Now, Jay Alexander Alexander Cumming, which is 26 years old, was released from Hennepin County Jail on Friday night on a $750,000 bond. He was approached by a woman while shopping at a Cub Foods grocery store the next day. So you're out of prison. You're out of prison and you're comfortably shopping in Cubs Foods as if you didn't do anything, said the woman who confronted him and filmed the incident. Do you think that people weren't going to recognize you? She added, you kill somebody in cold blood, you don't have the right to be here. Uh, Ken responds, I understand. I will get my my stuff paid for. To which the woman replies, No, you we don't want you, we don't want you to get your stuff. We want you to be locked up. And so, you know, a side of me was like, you know what, that's just real cool right there. Call his ass out. But then there's another side of me that says, He was locked up. They gave him a $750,000 bail. He posted it. The judge didn't put an ankle bracelet around his anchor. The judge didn't say, hey, whatever you do, make sure you don't go out the house and shop. He had, he had the right to do that, people. Sometimes I feel like I get placed in a position to where I have to defend people that I don't want to defend. Like this guy right here or Agent Orange. You know what I mean? And but on this particular situation right here, I don't want to seem like I'm defending him. I'm just saying what's right is right. You know what I mean? Now, should he live his life in fear? No. No. But what she must understand is that with her videotaping this puts this man's life in jeopardy. Not only does it put his life in jeopardy, it puts the store cub in jeopardy. Because if the protesters see this shit and they get angry, what y'all think they're going to do? 
they either gonna go to his house and protest like they did in the Mc, in the Mc, uh, McMichael case in the uh, Amar Aubrey, and uh, or you know what I'm saying they're 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 going to uh, protest in front of the store and possibly damage it, set it on fire or something of that nature. So. I get what she's doing, but at the same time, you're putting a lot of lies at stake here by trying to make a point. Now, to me, it looked like he was trying to be incognito because I saw the video. He has his full beard now, which he didn't have at the time he was an officer. And due to police code, you know what I'm saying, dress uniforms and stuff like that, a lot of departments, if I'm correct, all I'm not sure if it's all of them, but I do know there is a certain dress code in a lot of police departments where they don't require uh they 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 they'd rather you not have facial hair let's just put it that way okay so he does look different you know what i'm saying he's grown the full beard out and shit like that he did have on the sunglasses he he, he had the kind of a incognito look and to be honest with you i probably couldn't have picked him out of a lineup had i been in that store he would have been a regular customer to me Plain and simple. So this lady here, she does her homework well. <laughs> she does her fucking homework well. But uh, so yeah. So anyways, uh, Cooing is that his name? Uh, is facing charges of aiding and abetting second degree murder for his part in the George Floyd's death. According to the according to the court documents, Cooing helped to hold Mr. Floyd down on the ground during attempted arrest over the alleged use of a counterfeit $20 bill. The video was posted to Twitter by a user by the name of Josiah who wrote, look who my sister caught at Cub Foods in Plymouth, J. Alexander Cooney, one of the officers who lynched George Floyd in cold blood. And that's exactly what the fuck that was. You know, they, they, they lynched him in cold blood. They lynched him in cold blood. But at the same time, at the same time, though, I can't sit here and, 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 and say that people have the right to troll this guy. You're putting a lot of people in danger by doing this. You know what I mean? I see it on both sides, but you got to think about there, that. that I, and I'm not sure if, if, if uh, Officer Coyne had a family or not, but I'm assuming there could be a wife or a child or something like that. And these people had absolutely nothing to do with their husband or father's decision to help somebody be murdered willingly, unwillingly, whatever the case may be. He, he's going to have his day in front of the judge. But we, meaning the society, we're, we're, we're not the judge and we're not the jury. And I understand that society can look like the judge and juror before a person is even tried and convicted. But, and I'm not trying to make, like, once again, you guys, not you guys that's listening, but just this whole situation right here. I've been placed in a situation, at least that I feel, that I've been placed in a situation to where I have to defend someone who doesn't deserve to be defended because of his actions. But at the same time, I will reiterate, if the judge gave him a $750,000 bail 
to be posted so that he can be released. Now, we all know most bells is like 10%, you know. So that's $750,000 was probably 75K or, you know, somewhere in that ballpark, you know. And uh, whatever the case may be or whoever did it for him, he was able to post it. So because of that, he didn't have any restrictions. The judge never said, hey, whatever you do, make sure you don't go to Cub grocery store. Judge didn't say anything of that nature. He has the right, whether society wants to accept it or not, the guy has the right to be able to go out, buy groceries, make sure himself and whoever else he take care of eat. He will have his day in court. In all likelihood, he's going to get convicted if things go the correct way. Not the right way, but the correct way. He'll have his day in court. But until then, guys, hey, if you see him and you guys decide to verbally abuse him or physically abuse him, which I hope that doesn't happen, you know what I mean, then... You know, don't be pissed at the consequences after your actions. That's all I got to say on that one right there. So Oklahoma reports highest ever daily COVID-19 cases after Trump Tulsa rally. And cases of the novel coronavirus in Oklahoma continues to climb with the state reporting a record seven. I'm sorry, 478 new infections on June 21st. The highest dead daily case counted since the outbreak began according to the latest figures from John Hopkins University anybody with eyes can see that was coming but I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna really tell y'all the whole reason why they were still pushing the whole Trump situation the reason they was pushing the whole Trump situation as far as having the uh, as far as having the, uh, the rally for him was because the whole protesting so Trump looking at it in the sense of, okay, well, if a whole bunch of people going to get out there and protest about Black Lives Matter and police uh, brutality and defunding the police, then I might as well have a rally. Me personally, can't really fought him for that way of thinking. That's a, you know, very genius strategy. But on the flip side of that, Agent Orange don't give a fuck about nobody's health. So it wouldn't surprise me the numbers come out that, uh, there are lots of people who went to that rally with 6,500 people to be exact. From my understanding, I was uh, told that a lot of young people had purchased tickets and purposely not showed up. Now, I don't know how true that is. I will do my homework on that, but that's what I was told. But aside from that, the latest spike was uh, seen a day after Agent Orange rally, as I said, was held Saturday in Tulsa. The county seat of uh, of uh, Tulsa County, a record single day rise of 143 new cases was also reported Sunday in Tulsa County, according to the latest data from the Tulsa Health Department. See what I'm saying? Now this 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 state here, Oklahoma, was already one of the states that was starting to see COVID-19 revitalize itself. A lot of people kept saying. Oh, it's just a, 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 a winter or it's just a winter and a fall uh, disease here or whatever the case may be. No, 
How you gonna sit there and say, how you gonna, just because it started in the months doesn't mean that it's gonna go away in other months. This is a disease here that nobody has a cure for right now. They're, and, and in America, they're rushing back everything. They're rushing back sports. They're rushing back people to get back to work. Uh, they're rushing everything. All types of businesses that open up. People, because people don't take it serious. It's that simple. And now you got 20 of the 50 states. And, and, and the crazy part about it, I have to say 52 because you have to include the U.S. territories because Puerto Rico is at an all-time high. Alaska is at an all-time high. And throughout the South is at an all-time high right now with COVID-19. And then they want to move the NBA to Florida in another state that is high with COVID-19. So these people, they don't, it ain't just the president. They don't give a fuck about nobody's life. It's, it seems to me it's everybody that has a business for, to some degree. Don't give a fuck about people's lives. This shit is crazy. But it is what it is. Like I tell people to continue to wear your mask, continue to wash your hands, continue to stay safe. And on that note, everybody, I want to thank you all, as always, for listening to your boy, B-L-A-K-K-A. This is The Sixth Sense, and I'm out. Peace.